Hour number two on this Wednesday. Happy hump day to all of you. Glad to be back with uh, Rami here on Sacktown Sports. A lot to get through. Yaron Weitzman will join us coming up in about 15 minutes or so to talk NBA. That should be fun. And uh, speaking of the NBA, Rami, while I was gone, lots happened. Yes. But uh, yesterday, Bob Myers said goodbye to Golden State. Now, this is something you and I have talked about an awful lot over the past couple of months. Still surprising, though, is what I said yesterday. Even though like you knew it was a, good, it was a possibility and maybe even 50-50 or obviously greater than 50-50 that he would walk away, I was still surprised. I had seen something from Kevin O'Connor at the Ringer over the last uh, few days. I don't know when it was. Everything's been a blur, frankly. Mm-hmm. But uh, I saw him comment about how, you know, Myers wasn't going to anything. He didn't go to the combine. He he didn't go to like any of these workouts. He and it, you know O'Connor had said at that point it seemed pretty much that the writing was on the wall. Like this dude's not doing the job right now, which means he's probably not going to continue. And, and hold the job any longer. And then literally within like two, three days, it was made official. Uh, here was Warriors owner Joe Lacob at yesterday's press conference talking about his team and the fact that they're going to continue winning. We're going to win no matter what. I don't care what the rules are. We are going to figure out a way to do it. That's what good organizations do. They figure out a way to win the game. And our game is to win games and to win championships. And... You know, when we came here, uh, this, organi- this ownership group 13 years ago, we made a ridiculous proclamation about winning within five years. And, of course, somehow we managed to do it, all of us, uh, players and everybody involved. And uh, we've continued to win. And, and, look, the rules will change in the game, but we'll continue to do that. We're going to work really hard to do it. And I think we have really smart people, and we'll do it. Now, look, I don't want to glaze anybody's eyes over, but what he's talking about is the CBA. The new CBA makes it very difficult. $500 million potentially in luxury tax that they're going to have to pay. And for any team, for any team that wants to possibly have two guys that are maxed contracts, it makes it incredibly difficult to contend and, and build a team with that situation. What do you mean by choosing between them? Yeah, you might have to, Tim. You might have to. Uh, so Rami, I, I think the million dollar question is whether or not we believe the Warriors are in trouble because of Myers stepping down. I do. I, I think Myers is stepping down because he sees the trouble, Nick. Oh, I like I that. I think, I think he sees, he's looking around. Yes. He's like, nope, <laughs> he's out. He's looking at that $500 million luxury tax. And he's looking at phase two of the Warriors dynasty that he had planned and everybody thought was going to work as recently as a year ago. I remember the articles being written of could the Warriors thread this needle of transitioning seamlessly from one dynasty to another with Kaminga and Wiseman and Moody and Jordan Poole signed up to the big contract? I think he looked at all that and he went, "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-oh. Let me me get out while I still look good. Time time to bounce. Let me get out while, while, while the legacy of Bob Myers is still strongly intact and this can all be somebody else's problem. And I'll take a year off or go to TV booth or something and, and then I'll, 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 I'll pick. I will handpick my next spot where I'll have assets to work with and and add on to my legacy. Well, it's interesting today. Uh, front office sports is reporting that ESPN is very interested in Myers. So, I mean, this certainly seems like he knew well beforehand, and that's why he kept turning down offers. The, the reports are that the Warriors ownership group was like pretty much willing to give this guy the world, and he was like, eh. I don't feel like it. 
So whether it's burnout, whether it's Rami's theory, which I, I really like, he's looking around going, we're getting older, and uh, if I stay here, this ain't going to go well. So it's time for me to go because Moses Moody and Kaminga and Wiseman might not work not out. Not panning out the way I thought. <laughs> and now it's time to – uh, I just gave Jordan Poole the world to be part of the core of this next dynasty. Look, this I would not say that they're done. They're, they're like, it's over. I wouldn't panic just yet because, frankly, I, I don't know. I think they got one year left. I don't Maybe. know what Mike Dunleavy Jr.'s capabilities are. Right, like the guy hasn't done the job. He takes over from Myers. The Mike Dunleavy Jr. part doesn't doesn't wouldn't worry me if I'm a Warriors fan as much as the his son. Now that's getting that's getting what a I was prominent get to. role. Yes, because I would not dismiss Dunleavy yet. Like if he's going to do the job, I want to see him do the job for a year or two mm-hmm. before I say, oh, forget it. This guy sucks. He might be better than Myers. Who knows? So I'm not going to write him off. But as you said, Rami. There have been reports already that Lake Up Sun is going to have more influence, power, and more decision-making within this franchise. Now, again, I'm not telling you that the guy can't do the job. I don't know him. I don't know him from a hole in the wall. He might be a great evaluator of talent. Might be a brilliant basketball mind. But a lot of times when you see this kind of thing happen, it fails. So if I'm a Warriors fan, I'm not panicked. But I'm certainly concerned. I'm not panicked, but I'm certainly having some kind of feeling in my stomach at the pit going, oh, this is far from ideal. Because the last thing I want to hear is reports coming out that the owner's plan is like, hey, we'll just give my son more power. Yeah. Because, again, it doesn't always work out. Now, Stephen Jones for Jerry Jones, he has not done a bad job for the Cowboys. They, they brought some good talent onto that team, right? I think they've swung and missed on the coaching for the last, like, decade or so. But talent-wise, they've put together a pretty talented roster. So, again, it's not impossible. But when I start hearing the sun is the answer, I I do start to look at it and go, is that the best plan here? Yeah, I watch Succession. I know Simone watches Succession. Don't say a word. I haven't seen it. I'm not spoiling anything, but uh, the moral of the story is maybe. Oh, and tell her, Rami, no worries. Just maybe. How dare um, you? (laughs) That the, the kids aren't always ready mm-hmm. to take over the business. Nepotism that, that, isn't that so, so great. Having the last name doesn't necessarily make you qualified. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, right. It's, it's what we, we kind of learned over the run of that show. And I, I, I'm right there with you, Nick. And it happens all the time in sports. Like, when you look at the NFL, it's why these, like, 80-year-old owners, they're just holding on to it. They're already rich. They ain't worried about that. They're holding on to it because they're going to give it to their kid. Like, look at Cal McNair down in Houston. What's mm-hmm. he done for the Houston Texans that's been great? Not much at all. It, but he runs it, and people will tell you that he's pretty much incompetent to run a football business, but he's there because daddy gave it to him. That's how this works. That's how the world works. And, I think and, they have one more year left. I think they have one more year left if they if they choose to bring back Draymond here's, Green. Here's the problem that, like, we, we – we don't really have a true appreciation for it because we're not in the building. We're not we're not with these people every single day. But from what I have read and from what I have heard and from what I have watched, the relationships in that building matter. And from what I understand, Myers has a very good relationship with the players. And the thought process from what I had gathered here was that the the best opportunity for the Warriors to bring back Draymond Green and Klay Thompson 
on, let's just say, more affordable contracts. I don't want to say, you know, team-friendly, but more affordable contracts because mm-hmm. both guys believe they're worth the max, which neither is. No. But the best, the best opportunity, the best chance that Golden State had to kind of keep this band together for the next two years and maybe complement them with other pieces was Myers going to Draymond Green and Clay and saying, look, you guys – you know, we love everything. There was you've a done, relationship, but you, yeah, there. but yeah. You're, not, you're not the same players, and we're going to need you to take a pay cut. Now, Dunleavy might have that kind of relationship with them. I don't know, but from what I've read, they're tight with Myers, and Myers has always had really good conversations with those guys. Mm-hmm. So, relationships matter. What happens with Clay? What happens with Dre? And most of all, Rami, let's not forget, Steve Kerr reportedly is pretty damn tight with Myers too. So, and he's got a year left on his exactly. contract. So Myers is out the door right now. I, I will take your theory about Myers looking around and saying, eh, this ain't going to go well. I'll, I'll add my own theory to it. Myers might know that Steve Kerr is done after this coming year because they're close. And he might be getting ahead of this and saying, as soon as Kerr leaves, this thing is going to have to be restarted again because of his relationship with Kerr. He might have some inside knowledge on this. And that's why he did not want to sign a contract for three years, four years, five years, because he might know that Kerr is going to leave once this is all done next season. And he knows that once that happens, the trickle-down effect will will play a huge role into the future of this organization, and he is not in the mind right now of having a rebuild. Can I give you one more wrinkle in your conspiracy theory? Give me all the wrinkles, theory, Rami. hypothesis? Give of, me all, of the, all the wrinkles you've got. Uh, we know Steve Kerr is a Greg Popovich disciple. And Greg Popovich is getting up there in years, maybe going and coaching Victor Wembenyama. And a new dynasty is is intriguing to a Steve Kerr if he indeed is ready to move on to Golden State. And if you're Bob Myers, like you're looking around, okay, and there's a lot of teams that are in contention right now but have really big decisions to make over the next 12, 24 months. What happens in Boston, right? If Boston doesn't make it to the finals next year or win a title, is Brad Stevens out? Does Brad Stevens leave and say, all right, I want to go back to coaching? Myers can walk right into Boston with a guy like Jason Tatum at the epicenter. Milwaukee, very, very crucial next year or two with Giannis. Myers is looking at that saying, hey, maybe I go there with Giannis at the epicenter. So there's there's jobs that are likely to open over the next two or three years that Myers is saying, I I don't want to sell my soul to this organization right now because – it is very unlikely that this run is going to continue here in Golden State. If I get out now, do TV for a year or two, position myself for the next team that I could help build that already has a star that's young, that's not you know 35 years old like Steph Curry is, that's what I want to do. I don't know what Portland's front office situation is right now, but if I'm them, I go to Bob Myers and I say, here's all the money in the world, Dame Lillard, the third pick in the draft, and a talented young roster. Do what yeah. you can with it. It's, I mean, you, you mentioned, you mentioned, you know, Webb and Yama in San Antonio mm-hmm. and Popovich. If Popovich leaves, does R.C. Buford leave with Popovich and a whole new crew comes in? Does Steve Kerr get that job and bring Myers into San Antonio with, with Wemby mm-hmm. at the epicenter? So he's not going to lose anything. The guy is respected. He's viewed as one of the best front office people in, in the entire league. Oh, Adrian Wojnarowski said he, he'll he be the most sought after front office 
person in North American sports history. Now he also said Victor Wembanyama was the greatest. This is a this is what this is Roach's new thing. He said Victor Wembanyama was the greatest prospect in North American team sports history. So this North American sports thing and the greatest ever in the history of it is is Roach's new way of of telling you just how big a move or how how important a guy is. So we'll see uh, we'll see what happens, but. Myers, he's got nothing to lose, everything to gain. He can get right Smart. back into the game next year. Jay called it a punk now. move yesterday when I, I threw my theory at him of, of getting out while the getting's good. Ooh. <laughs> Strong a, language from Jay. I say he's smart. You got to look out for number one. All right, we'll discuss the NBA Finals and more with Yaron Weitzman in 90 seconds. Cattles and Rami. Sacktown Sports. Now right, let's keep rolling with the basketball conversation. Joining us on the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline, Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop, is Yaron Weitzman from Fox Sports, NBA reporter. Cattles and Rami here at Sacktown Sports. Yaron, thanks for joining us. We appreciate your time. Uh, we were just talking about Bob Myers, Yaron, and, and how much more difficult do you think it'll be for the Warriors to be a contender next year without Myers being the guy? Do we have Yaron? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I see Yaron. I don't Am hear. Am I not here? Oh, there no, he is. There he now is. we got him. There he is. A We're good to go. Is, Hamsters is that my in the wheel. Tech, uh, is that my tech <laughs> stupidity or did, 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 is, that, is that my fault or are we good? Honestly, I don't, I don't. honestly don't know. No need to point fingers, yeah. though. We're all here. Okay. okay. <laughs> here we go. Uh, Myers. Okay. Uh, Warriors. I mean, I guess it's all connected. The, the biggest uh, question for them in terms of their ability to contend next year is what they do with uh, Draymond Green and Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole and how they manage the roster and with the new collective bargaining agreement coming down the pipe uh, that I think is a little more restrictive than I think many fans realize. And uh, it's going to force a lot of teams. You're starting to hear about this now a little bit with the Celtics and how they have to sort of choose between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And I think the Warriors are going to have similar issues coming down. Um, so with back to Bob Myers, it's like, if you need to have difficult conversations with players, I imagine he not having him there is a big issue. Uh, as long as they have Steph Curry, they're a contender. That's a simple answer. The things along the margins are where they're probably going to miss him. I threw out the the theory that maybe he he saw the the potential salary cap, luxury tax problems that are on the horizon, and he's seen that this this next phase of the Warriors with Kaminga and Wiseman and Moody and Poole is not necessarily working out the way that they had hoped it would, and. He's getting out before that job gets a lot harder, and he can go pick the job that that he wants next. That's interesting. I, I'll, I'll preface this: I don't know Bob Myers. Like, I'm sure, on the East Coast, yeah, I, yeah. I haven't covered him. So Neither I do I. Total him. theory um, and speculation yeah, on my yeah, part. Yeah, that, uh, is, yeah that's cool. Do speculate and theorize as much as you want. I'm cool with that. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, that's definitely possible. The only thing, like. I don't know. Like, what would have to go wrong for him to not have the pickup shot? If some, what would have to go wrong for a Warriors to say, you know, we're good. Like, you know, we're done with you. And b his resume to be tarnished, where he can't then choose whatever job he wants next. Right. That's the only thing. Yaron Weitzman is with us here on Sacktown Sports, Cattles and Rami. You just mentioned Yaron the Celtics. Do you think they make some major changes this off season? Do you think they should make some major changes? Um, so to, it's like, it's really, when we say that there are basically two main questions there, right? It's Joe Missoula. Do you bring him back as the head coach? And it's Jalen Brown now eligible for that Supermax. And if you give that to him, the Missoula thing's interesting. Uh, I know the Celtics before the season, like they, this was not an accident. Obviously, uh, Missoula getting that job was a, uh, 
result of the Ime Udoka circumstances and all surrounding that. But Missoula is somebody who the Celtics front office really believed in. They were somebody who they thought would be a future head coach. So much so that when Will Hardy, the, the former assistant, was hired by Utah, he wanted to hire Missoula as one of his assistants, and the Celtics wouldn't allow that, right? And that was before Udoka um, was uh, suspended. So the Celtics believed in Missoula coming into the year. We all, or not we all, everyone ripped on Missoula all season about the timeouts and all these things, and I think fans, I don't know, I think sometimes when the public talks about coaching, it's a little surface level. Uh, the Celtics still won 58 games and were second in offense and defense, so that's a pretty good year. That said, like, when they were down 3-0, I think he was in trouble. Them coming back from the 3-0 deficit, like, I don't think – if they if they were swept by the Heat, I don't know how you go into the next season and Brad Stevens can tell Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum that, yay, we want to win a championship, um, and this is the guy who's going to lead us there. Like, I think that would have been a problem. I think coming back and forcing a Game 7 sort of salvages that, and I'd be, I'd be pretty surprised if he doesn't, if Missoula is not brought back. Jalen Brown's – more interesting. Uh, the easiest answer and the easiest thing to do is for the Celtics to offer him the max, even if they don't necessarily believe that a Tatum-Brown pairing is the best way to go. And to be clear, like we could all hammer them and make fun that they've never won a championship. This is a group that's made the conference final. I don't know, whatever it is. How many conference finals now in f- the past five years and won two games in the finals? Like They're good enough to win. We know that. It just it hasn't come through yet. Um, but even if the Celtics don't necessarily believe so, like the move is you sign Jalen Brown, and then if you need to trade him, you trade him with other contract, right? That's the move. It's just easier to get more value. So I don't expect many major changes to come there. When you look at this finals matchup, and and not necessarily your prediction, we can get that from you before before we get out. But just from a a matchup standpoint, a, an enter basketball entertainment standpoint, what kind of series do you think the 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 Nuggets and the Heat deliver here? I mean, I find Jokic in general, just from an entertainment standpoint, mm-hmm. he's like one of the most fun players to watch in the league. And I'm enjoying, uh, you know, you've enjoyed in the playoffs. It's cool. Like I do this with other sports, right? I follow the NBA, but like you see these, um, all these people saying, oh, wow, this Jokic guy, he's pretty good. And it's like, yeah, the two time MVP. You clearly haven't watched him in a couple <laughs> of years, which is, which is fine. But it's not only that he's good, he's just completely unique in his style. He's just so much fun to watch. So him and, you know, and Jimmy Butler's slowing down, but like when Jimmy's on these playoff Jimmy, uh, you know, runs where he's tearing out the souls of like the Bucks and the Celtics, that's an absolute blast. Also, I'll literally I'd be sitting, you know, watching it on TV, just laughing out loud at myself just at the whole moment. So I enjoy that. I think it's going to be fun seeing those two go at it in, at this stage and seeing for one of those guys, this is going to be a real. Uh, legacy, I don't want to say defying, but legacy ceiling, you know, a moment that's going to really change how I think you look at them uh, 20 years from now in their, their respective careers. Yaron Weitzman from the Fox Sports, NBA reporter there with us here on the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline, Cattles and Rami, Sacktown Sports on this Wednesday. I'm sure Rami will uh, ask you your 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 prediction for that series, but I, I want to circle back to the to the Eastern Conference and that side of things, Yaron, because I know I know you wrote the book Tanking to the Top on the 76ers, and Daryl Morey has selected Nick Nurse as the next head coach of that organization. We hear that James Harden is likely headed back to Houston. What do you think they do this offseason? Um, yeah, it's really interesting, right? They're one of these teams who are, it's really a, uh, you know, inflection point, fork in the road, choose your cliche, whichever one you want to use. Um, <laughs> They're at, they're there, right? They're at that point. Uh, the Harden thing, I, I don't know. I, I know there's been some reporting out there. Like Houston's definitely in play, um, and this is semi-informed. Like I don't. What James Harden says in 
uh, December, January, February, like it, it doesn't matter, right? Like I'm sure he's told people he wants to go back to Houston. I'm sure he's also told people he wants to go back to Philly. Like for guys, like and we've seen that before with other superstars, but especially someone like Harden. It, well, all that matters is how he's feeling on June 20th, June 30th, July 1st, right? That's like who gets it last. So I think the Sixers are still going to try to re-sign him. I think we're going to see now James Harden trying to leverage Houston and Philly against each other, just trying to get as much money as he can, power to him. Philly's problem is that if they lose Harden, just from a salary cap perspective, they can't replace him. There's just no there's no recourse to go replace him. I'm sure they would say that they have all these brilliant strategies that you know I'm not smart enough. That I'm sure they do, right? I'm, I'm sure they have contingency plans. But, you know, there's none that are obvious. It's not like it's not like they get cap space if they let Harden walk. The only right. thing you get cap space is if you trade Tobias Harris and you have to attach a pick. And, you know, everyone makes fun of Tobias Harris and the contract. But you talk about, like, he's still a good NBA player, right? So it's like if you're dumping a guy like that, you still have to replace him in your rotation. Um, so it's a problem. And they're kind of stuck, which is why Harden can probably get a lot of money from them, is that he has been in a tough place where if they want to win a title, they probably need to bring him back. Uh, even if that means overpaying. And they probably also know that like giving him a big deal is probably not a smart move. So it's going to be really fascinating to watch. So how do you see this thing playing out? Who's holding up the Larry O'Brien in a, in a couple of weeks? Uh, I'm going to say Denver, but with the caveat that I think I picked Miami to lose like nine times. You and the rest so, of the basketball world. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, like, there's no reason Miami – there was no way Miami was going to be Milwaukee, no way they're going to be Boston, no way they could be Denver. So like, I don't know. I, um, they, they are the most improbable. I think it's like you can it's a, you can say they're the most improbable finalist in NBA history. Just mm-hmm. in terms of their statistical profile, we've never we've never seen something like this. We've seen eight seeds, but we've never seen something like this before. So who the hell knows? That's right. I think you perfectly wrapped it up. <laughs> who the hell knows? All right. uh, thanks for your time, man. Much appreciated. Great stuff. Let's do it again soon. Thanks. That's the expertise I like to bring to you guys. That's Thanks, it. guys. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you. There goes Yaron Weitzman, <laughs> Fox Sports NBA reporter on the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. Who the hell knows? I think that's every basketball expert. And talk, the, and not just the heat, the playoffs. Yeah. When, when you look at the playoffs, it's a lot of no. who the hell knows. Yeah. Who knows? You think I know? I don't know. I have Do you no know? Idea. Nobody knows. No, I, we're all just pretending. Yeah. And having fun. And none of it matters. Eastern Conference Finals wasn't too fun for me. But, yeah, sure. Sure. Three game, three of them were fun. Two of them. Game six was a nightmare. <laughs> survived. Okay? <laughs> That's uh, a good way to put it. You survived it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, coming up, Derek Carr gets some unlikely help. Be gone for a couple of weeks, and bam, new music return. Mic check. Mike first check. one. That didn't happen to me the whole time you were here. Oh, I'm Mike sure. Check. I'm sure you were flawless in my absence. It really didn't. No, that, he really didn't. It wasn't I, too bad. Because I'd have to... I have to Responsible turn. Rami showed up? <laughs> Maybe it was well, like one or two infractions. No, it was like the show doesn't right, wait, start hold on, hold coming on. out of the break. Hold on a minute. Yes. Because Simone just said maybe there was one. Look, no, I don't think is, there were any. This is black weeks. or white here, okay? This is black or white. Did he mess up at all when I was gone with the mic check? I genuinely don't think I had one. I'm not. I'm. If I might be, I could be mistaken. I don't think I had Simone, one mic check. Simone is making a face as if she knows that you had at least one, oh. and she doesn't necessarily want to <laughs> yeah, go through this I, battle. Yeah, and I would appreciate if Jay would actually pot up and <laughs> now she, say his now she calls not, Now she calls out Jay. I'm not arguing or disagreeing. I'm saying to my to my remembrance. I oh, don't think well, I don't that think makes I me feel one. better. Kyle just chatted into the YouTube <laughs> uh-huh. and said, uh, not to snitch on Rami, I can remember one. Okay. okay. Then I had one. There you go. All right.
If Thank Kyle you. remembers it clearly, snitching, not bad for a guy who averages what between two and three a day with me. <laughs> yeah, so not too bad. Well, when you're the lead, the show like doesn't start coming out of the break until <laughs> yes. until your mic is on. So it's a lot easier. I like to, to say like, as to the remember. Lead, I like to say as the lead, uh, the show doesn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how it really. <laughs> Just saying, it. it's a little easier to remember when that's. That's your uh, responsibility. We have a fun draft mockery coming up in yes, about 10 minutes or so. I will say before we even get into it, though, yes. um, not necessarily my expertise. Okay. <laughs> I have a feeling that Simone's going to be dropping like everything post 2010. And I'm I'm so old school uh-huh. with our draft mockery this week. It's going to be I, I might be embarrassed. I dropped some serious nerdism. On the show, yes. yeah. If anything, I think Rami is going to be taking the lead on. This yeah, I heard one. something I have a close about second. I heard something about uh, Rami and JJ going back and forth, and it got it got into like deep levels of nerd. Yeah, it did. It know. really did. We went deep. So uh, brought well, you some some deep cuts from the comic a, a book very world. Thoughtful, very thoughtful, very thoughtful draft the, mockery. But the deep cuts. Uh, we'll we'll get into the uh, draft mockery in about ten minutes. But first, Rami, th- this was interesting to me. So John Gruden ended up visiting New Orleans. And he, he swung by the Saints facility to discuss Derek Carr and the offense with the New Orleans coaching staff. Uh, Dennis Allen, head coach of the Saints, met up with the media yesterday. Uh, here's what Allen had to say about the decision to bring John Gruden into town to discuss all things Derek Carr and this Saints offense? Number one, we, we, we've had several coaches come uh, and visit. Obviously, John's a guy that uh, has a lot of experience with Derek, um, and Derek's had his most success uh, under John Gruden. And so uh, we felt like bringing him in, uh, having a chance to sit down and, and uh, visit with him as an offensive staff, with the quarterbacks, um, and just get some new thoughts and ideas, things that we might be able to implement. Um, you know, I would say this. I would say, you know, offensively for a long time uh, that I've been here, uh, we've been we've been pretty effective offensively. Uh, and so uh, I don't see us putting in a whole new offense or doing something dramatic. But, you know, if there's a few ideas that we could take from that, uh, we felt like that would be beneficial. Is this weird, Rami, to you? It's very weird. It's really, really weird. Why? Wow. Just because. First of all, why? Like, if if you if you're not changing anything about the offense from just a football standpoint, why, Nick? But beyond football, are we just going to glaze over the reason that this dude is not the coach of the Raiders anymore and that whole thing and what exactly he's done since then? To because as I always say, I'm not here to cancel anybody. Yeah, people aren't disposable. I'm about, you know, reform. I'm I'm about I'm about people learning and growing and being better for, at no point did I hear, "Hey, uh, what has John Gruden been doing for the last two and a half years since the hat trick of hate, of homophobia, racism, and misogyny?" So there wasn't you know, much thirst out there for John Gruden is what you're saying. And, and if I'm a player and I'm sit and I'm I'm sitting there looking at my head coach like Especially if I'm a player of color, if I'm if I'm a player who 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 supports gay rights, if I'm a player who supports women and if and, you're a and player equal that happens rights, to be if, gay, if you're a human, if you're a player who happens to be, or just a human who like you know doesn't doesn't like to see the type of stuff that we saw come out of John Gruden's mouth, 
Now I'm wondering, like, what about my coach? Like, does he is he okay with this stuff? I just hope this isn't like paving the way for John Gruden to come back to the NFL with with no accountability, with no real recourse or or proof that he's done anything to to make up and come back from from what we all know about this man yeah. now. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you're talking off the field stuff and I think every single Talk, point you make makes a lot talking about leadership. Makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. I'm looking at this from the football standpoint. You discussed the personal standpoint off the field. Again, I agree with what you just said. Football stuff, it is a little weird too because I understand that this happens a lot. Coaches bring other coaches in, they share ideas, etc. But this is different. You know, Gruden recently has coached this guy, was the head coach of this quarterback recently. And number one, they didn't always have the greatest relationship. There was some headbutting. I mean, Carr's numbers Carr were better under Gruden. Gruden, weren't they? And then they passer were rating, yes. is the two best years passer rating-wise of his career were with Gruden. Uh, then people would tell you, which those people are accurate, that he kind of fell back down the mountain. Um, but, you know, this this idea that, you know, he's he's worked with Carr before, which makes a lot of sense, again, but he, if you're on that staff, does this show kind of a lack of confidence within you? I, I don't know. It's it's just strange that you bring the guy in who, you know, just work with him. Again, positively speaking, you're gathering as much intel and info as possible. Again, he had his best passer ratings under under Gruden, and, and you're just trying to get the most out of Derek Carr. I'm sure they asked Derek Carr before they brought Gruden in. It wasn't like they brought him in a room and surprise. I don't think that's what happened. But, yeah, you kind of welcome a lot of questions when you do this. And maybe that actually tells us the opposite, right? I mean, if I wanted to, if I wanted to uh, play devil's advocate here, I could say, well, you know what? The fact that they brought him in tells you they they believe in their coaching staff. They have confidence in those guys. They trust those guys. They're not worried about it because you wouldn't do this if you had any question. Because then it opens the door to like, oh, is Gruden going to be the next OC? Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting decision by the Saints because you're dredging up all of this other stuff and you're dredging up this past between Gruden and Carr and you know is it the best for Carr to be bringing in his old head coach right before he he, this is like a reset for him right like he's he's trying to reset his football life and the first thing you do is bring up you know the the ghost of Christmas past and bring Mm -hmm. John Gruden in which is a little (laughs) weird a little weird I don't like it at all, Nick. I don't like it on any level. Not on a football level, not on a, a, a human level. I just I I don't like it. Not one bit. And like I said, this is a, that's that's a real easy way for you to lose me as a coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. By bringing that guy in. Well, you know, uh you don't like that, but you know what we all like. Oh yes we do. We all like oh, buddy. the draft mockery mm-hmm. and coming up next we have a superhero edition. Love it. We're in the room and we're checking boards. Do you think we're being serious? Nah. It's the Mockery Draft. Alright, let's get into it. Now, I mentioned this. For a brief moment, last segment, 
Uh, I, I feel like I am going to be incredibly underwhelming in today's draft mock. You're at a disadvantage. Because I am not a... How would you term it? Nerd. Okay. That's not a bad term I mean, anymore. I'm, they, I'm, they used to be insulting. Yeah, it's, like, not, it's, not a, it's not a bad term anymore. I'm a pro wrestling nerd, but I'm not, sure. a, I'm not like a Star Wars or superhero nerd. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you guys are probably, you and Simone especially, are probably going to drop <laughs> names that I have no idea who the hell they are. Okay? I will have no clue as to some of these superheroes. I want to hear your guesses if we have time for it. <laughs> just, just an immediate guess. So I'm completely ready to be... Uh, Looking around like, who is that? And this came up yesterday because uh, we were making the old Batman and Robin analogy. Yes. And talking about Jalen Brown. Who's if, they? You, if you want him to become we? a kid. You and me, JJ, Me right? and JJ, yeah. Okay. And, and Simone jumped in later as the conversation evolved. And I talked about the fact that uh, Robin eventually became Nightwing. And that was when I completely Ooh. lost Jay. <laughs> that was when I completely lost <laughs> Jay. Nightwing? Nightwing, yes. When Robin... Uh, Dick Grayson, uh, Robin's secret identity, if you didn't know, he uh, wanted to go his his separate way. He wanted to be his own man and get out of the shadow of Batman. So uh, Robin became Nightwing, and uh, and a new Robin was was anointed. So I said uh, a moment ago that I am completely going to be underwhelming here in this in this mockery based yeah. off of the information Rami just shared with you. Um, all right, so here's the order. I'm amazed more people didn't know that. That's American history. We're going to draft superheroes, people. Yes. And uh, you can you can throw in your, your draft picks if you'd like. YouTube.com, Sacktown Sports 1140. Again, it's YouTube.com, Sacktown Sports 1140. Give us that thumbs up if you can. We always appreciate it. You can also text them in, 916-339-1140. Uh, the order is Simone, JJ, myself, and then Rami. I like that. Rami's fine because he's probably got a list of 75 superheroes to go to. My man ain't worried about being last. My draft board is deep. stocked. Deep. Yes, yes, it you know, is. Like, it well, is like, deep. You know, people like NFL draft pundits are like, this is a very thin draft. It's no, not. It's a weak this draft. thing is deep. Rami's sitting in his yeah. war room going, no, it's deep. I got, I got guys. I got sleepers. I got guys in the seventh round. I know where to find talent. All right. Simone, lead us off. I am going to go with just an almighty, powerful being. I'm going to take Captain Marvel off the board. Okay. Yeah. All right. Captain Marvel. <laughs> All right. Uh, not Already. On, not Already. On, Already lost. Already lost these two. Not on my board. She's I know who Captain Marvel is. Okay, I'm not chick. that. I mean, Captain yeah. Marvel, I get it. Not on my board. Yeah. She's yeah. a badass. Yeah. Good for her. Not Save the board. world. Yes. Save the world. I lied that I said I knew who Captain Marvel was. <laughs> oh. Totally thought it was a guy. Okay. Nope. Young lady. So... We're off and running. Good. I was pretty confident until I heard she, and I go, wait, what? No. Uh, yeah. Gender. Captain pronouns. Marvel's a, a she. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's her pronoun. Yes, sir. All righty. Totally thought it was a dude. <laughs> this, is, this is great. Jay. Everything is fine. Everything's fine. Jay, you're up next. Uh, yeah. So the way I went about it is I'm looking for somebody who's going to be around forever. Someone you can't kill, someone who's probably the the, the uh, most meanest, strongest, bad attitude type person. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with uh, this is I see this person as not that person, but someone that's hard to kill. I'm going Deadpool. Oh, wow. I, take, I like it. Take me out, I brother. Like that too. I like it. You can blow He's me funny. up, shoot me, cut me, do everything. <laughs> I'm still gonna be back. That's, I'm gonna crack a joke and I'm gonna yeah. slice you up. That's a yep. solid sleeper of that a first a round pick. Look at Jay. Sleeper. Look I at know. Jay I'm bringing impressed. it. I like it. I like it. Here's where the draft gets boring and bad, people. No. Don't Superman. come with Catwoman or Superman. something. I don't care. 
But you know what? I don't care. I'm going Superman. If you didn't Classic. let if you didn't let Superman slip to me, I was going to say to all of you, you're overthinking this. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the end all be all. He's the most powerful superhero out there. He has no, superhuman not. strength. No, he can fly. Superman. He's made of steel. No, he he can freeze you with his breath. He can burn a hole in you with his eyes. I he reject get, this. He's going to get jumped at the newspaper. <laughs> the newspaper's office. He's got to go to a phone booth. I'm going to slap his glasses off. And yep. if you do that, Jay, happen. he can just fly and reverse the rotation of the world and turn back time. Even if he loses the fight, he can turn back time. The man is yeah. that powerful. I mean, here's the thing. I already won. <laughs> it's been established. So now I'm good the rest of the way. I'm good the rest of the way. All right, Rami. All right, here, around here to me. Here, I feel like we need some kind of like uh, siren or something for Rami's picks. I, no, I think this is, this is I mean, he's, he's not a sleeper. This is a guy. This guy's a popular <laughs> this guy's a popular pick coming out in the draft and he really he has everything going for him that I just said about Superman except he can't exactly fly. He can leap long long stretches, oh. superhuman strength. Skin of steel. Going. I'm going with Incredible Hulk, Hulk man. Yeah. I'm going with the Incredible Hulk. Damn it. <laughs> he, he, one of my favorites, man. Yep, yep, I love yep, the, yep. the, the, the love TV the show with Lou Ferrigno yes. growing up. Oh. <laughs> yep. oh, that was one of the first things that got me into superheroes. Yep. You Loved it. stay angry. That's oh, nice. my God. Love that movie. Love that TV show. I love that show. Oh, so good. All right. Uh, Isn't it- one more oh, for I you, got, I get yeah, two back, picks. Back, That's right. Hmm. This is where it gets a little bit more... I have to let me look at the draft board. Let me just go over it a little bit. Wait, wait, wait. We're four. We're four deep here. Yeah, I know. I just want to make sure. I, you know, we're only getting three picks. I, I want to make sure I draft the right guys. You. I'm just. I'm going through the draft Digging board. Digging deep on the board I can't go already. The draft well, board. Right, we like, got them. All right, we go. We can. We can possibly <laughs> squeeze in four. I'll, okay. If we if, if we keep, if we keep it moving, give me Thor. I'm gonna go with Thor. Ah, he was on there too. He was on mine. He's taking some of my favorites. Rami, you'll also notice Charlie in the YouTube chat said Homelander is pretty powerful. That is pretty good. And <laughs> you know what? He, he is he is in the he is in the draft pool. I have to say he is, he's oh technically God. a superhero. Uh, officially, just had to look up Homelander, so I could <laughs> never heard of him. <laughs> had to Google him. Um, yeah. I've seen him in in, in ad, advertisements. He's an antihero seen, more yes. than a superhero. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I've seen him. Uh, he's popular in gifs. Great facial expressions. GIFs. Yes. Jets. All right. Um, I made my two picks. Back to you, Nick. I know you took Hulk. I'm, I did. I'm, my this. heart is broken. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Wolverine. Okay. That's a good one. That's a, that's a good pick. I feel like that reaction was like just no, trying no, no. to make me feel better. No, there was a, there was like okay. two seconds of like. <laughs> no, that's that's because I was I was looking at my draft board and getting ready for the. I was trying to like project Wolverine, out like, the if next I, round. If I could have had Superman. The Hulk and Wolverine, I would have been thrilled. Yeah. That would have been like my dream team. Mm. Made of titanium. Yes. Um, he's got the dog in him. Even though he's a Wolverine, he's got the dog in him. You know, Wolverine is only heal. like... He you know, heals he quickly. Heals. You know, he's only like 5'3". He's a shark. Little guy. Small guy. See? Little guy. Gives us hope. I've been like features. <laughs> <laughs> Gives us hope. Short <laughs> All right. Back to All right. Jay. On me. Same thing. I'm going with someone who's got like 62 guns on his hip. <laughs> Takes, you know, does this thing? He he is a badass. I'm going Punisher. Oh, wow. going Punisher! Wow. Dude, take you me out, baby. Thinking of some really interesting ones. Yeah, you I gotta got take a bunch me out. Of, uh, Punisher comic books at home. Me too. Um, the the Netflix series. You don't you don't even have to be a comic book or superhero guy to like the Netflix series. In my opinion, and they're they're bringing it to Disney Plus now. 
the best thing Marvel has done. And mm. all the things Marvel has done, that's my favorite thing Marvel has done. Okay. Simone, you disagree? Oh. I just haven't seen oh, The Punisher, so I guess, to argue it. Oh, it's so good, Simone. I've, I've seen a you lot of great it. products. you got to watch it. All right, Simone. It's, it's back, on me. Back to back. Continuing with the X-Men theme here. We love the X-Men. They are, of course, an allegory for the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Professor X. That's a good one. Mental. I like it. Mind control. Yeah. Mental. Exactly. Yeah. So. That might be, you know, the old conversation of, like, what superpower would you want? Yeah. Might be mind control. Yeah. yeah. I debated between that and Magneto. I really like Magneto, Magneto. as well. Magneto. But, and yeah, I guess I shouldn't give away I too would, many. I but would have leaned towards Magneto. I like Professor uh-huh. X. Right. Professor X got the mind. Your second one. Oh, and then taking it back to the ladies, Scarlet Witch. I guess I just want like mind control. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what all of my people are serving um, psychic abilities. And yeah, I'm really proud of myself. All right. Scarlet Witch. You had another one I had to Google. Yeah, uh, never heard of that one myself. <laughs> a lot of education happening today. <laughs> All right. So, uh, if we're going four, are we going to sneak in four? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All try. right. No yeah. problem. Then I'm going to go with my third pick. I'm going with Spawn. I'm going with the bad. That is a good one. I like, I I like, like Spawn. Spawn, yeah, I like Spawn, Spawn. is a, uh, I hate to say this, he's from the dark side. He's from the under the underworld. But I'm mm-hmm. going Spawn. It's gonna, look, you're going to have to take me out. I'm rough with it. And I'm not dying. Spawn's not dying. Deadpool's not dying. All right. Uh, Who's it on now? Jay's got Thousand Year War. It's me. Okay. Back to you, Nick. All right. I got to add a female to the mix. Ladies. opportunity. I like it. I'm going Phoenix. Wow. Jean Grey. I like it. Ah, I like it, too. Is that okay? Telepathic Not where powers. I would have gone if, okay, I, if okay. I was adding a female to the team, but I like it. Don't no, care. I really like it. I know. Yeah. Resurrection. I know. She can cool. resurrect herself. That yep. is true. I respect that. Is that, that. Is that, all, is that a uh, X-Men? Yes. Oh, okay. Fiery redhead. Always oh, been yeah, a fan. yeah, yeah, yeah. Always gotcha. been a okay, fan. I got you. Mm-hmm. All right, so there you go. Uh, back around to me with two picks, right? Yes. Third yes. and uh, fourth round. Indeed. Okay. Hmm. I'm trying to pick between two like mainstream popular ones, and I can't. I'm just. Gonna... You got two picks. Pick them both. No, because I want. I have a sleeper on my board too. You're gonna pick one. One of them that I was thinking of picking. I'm gonna go Spider Man. Huh? With my third pick. <laughs> All right. See, I thought Rami was gonna go deep cuts against super his last strength, two. agility, swing on the webs. He can trap you in a web. Because Phoenix would have been there. Right. I should have yeah. picked right. Spider Man. And my fourth yeah. one, again, a bit of a deep cut. Okay. Um, if you're not a superhero or comic book guy, Doctor Manhattan. Wow. I have no idea who that is. From The Watchmen. I'm okay. clapping Who back here. Basically had godlike powers. Blue Man. Yes. That is, Pretty good. That's uh, what yes. I should have picked. Blue wow, Man wow, wow. is part of the Blue Man group? <laughs> yes. He was the original Blue Man. Vegas? He was the original <laughs> Blue Man. Very nice, Nick. Very nice. Good to have you back. Uh, he, right. he drums you to death. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Batman. Going Batman. Batman. That was the okay. other guy. It was between yeah. Spider-Man and Batman for That's me. That's the two I was looking at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm going nice. Batman. Solid pick. The so only thing about Batman, he's just a dude. He's just a rich guy with a lot. Of, I know with a lot of toys. Who knows know. how to fight? You know what I but mean? But he's a badass. Sure, and he Absolutely. does things for good reasons. So Absolutely. I'm going, I mean, come on, Superman, Batman, Wolverine, and Phoenix. I feel really good about there's, my list. There's a couple on the board. I'm surprised they're still there. All right, JJ. Oh. All right, Mr. Wayne. Mr. Wayne. Uh, <laughs> love Bane. Bane was oh, one man. of the best. So I'm I'm down to two. I was one born is, in the darkness. <laughs> One is a super deep cut. I'm going to throw it out there. No one's going to pick it. Rami, you can talk about this. Mm-hmm. The Spectra. 
Spectra was, had godlike features. He couldn't, even God couldn't deal with Spectra. Them. Spectra. Again, but I'm going because I got to do it for my people. Mm-hmm. I'm doing. I'm going Black Panther. That was yeah. one of the Black ones Panther. I was saying was Wakanda still on the board. Yeah. Surprisingly, Black yep. Panther. Yep. One Beautiful. Four. Agility really like Superman. I think the first Black Panther might still be my favorite or second favorite Marvel movie. Oh, it's a beautiful film. Great Beautiful movie. motion picture. Yes. I will end this. Haven't seen it. Really? You devastate you should. me. You should. You devastate me. That's what I do. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I will end with Storm. Storm. So I like I'll it. Pick. I like Storm. I Love Halle Berry's really, interpretation. Yes, what if, what if yeah. it's hot? Absolutely. Is that what we're calling it? The interpretation. Yes. The interpretation. Yeah, yes. Her rendition. Classy way to say it. <laughs> Her rendition <laughs> of storm was fantastic. I always wonder what if you were like in the middle of Arizona and, and you need a storm. Does it work? Yes. Yeah. Okay. She can do it anywhere. Uh, yeah. I always wondered that. I'll, I'll, I'll pick uh, anywhere uh, in the uh, desert. Extra fifth pick. I'll pick Halle Berry as my. Yes. <laughs> now you won. You, you won. Her. She does have superpowers. She to look as good as she does. She she does have superpowers. She does. Yes. Oh, the, uh, my goodness. Yeah. Superhero. Monsters Ball. That was fun. I think my guys win a fight, though. Like if we put all our teams Survivor Series style in a ring. You got to stop. If nah, anything, it's between me and Nick. Mm. Dr. Manhattan? I love oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oops, I forgot Never about him. Never heard of him. I forgot about him. <laughs> Never heard of him. Damn it. If I had taken him, I would have had world enders. <laughs> See, I lowered expectations, and then they came on. <laughs> you did. You did. That was a solid draft. Proud All right. Uh, just relied on my comic book collection from when I was like 13. That's not bad. That's... Me, me and Simone, we're going to go Meteor Man on this side. That's Are solid. you guys familiar with yeah, Meteor yeah. Man? Yes. yes. Oh, solid. my God. Blank Man. Yeah. I thought about going Blank Man. Damon Blank Williams. Man was great. Captain, oh, I love Captain that America movie. didn't get picked. That was a guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was the guy who I was Thing. like, wow, still on the board. I love Captain America. Uh, another one of my favorites. Uh, Thing is pretty good. Uh, you could, uh the Fantastic Four. In your own time, Simone. The, the, the legend of the Fantastic Four has been tarnished by two terrible attempts at making a movie. Didn't they're, they make three? They're trying again, but like they're getting the Marvel treatment this time, not this the Sony why, treatment. This is why we so. should not have gone to four or five, because here it goes. We're late for a break. Back on the tracks, folks. All right, Sorry. can the 49ers accomplish something the Warriors couldn't? Hmm, we'll discuss that next. Cattles and Ronnie. Sacktown Sports.